And see, I don't want to get caught out there. I know it's going to have this echo. So, um, just make sure it started. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to say um, ETM Hotep to everyone, Dua, for tuning in. And for those who don't know, ETM Hotep means welcome in peace or uh, welcome in satisfaction because we want you to be satisfied in our company. All right. So uh, you are actually hanging out on Friday night with the Seshu Ma'ani Meadow Nature. And this is actually our second hangout for the night. And we decided to have a second hangout because we have a special guest uh, hanging out with us um, that everybody knows, everybody loves or loves to hate. Um, and that is the brother Uncle Keck of the Amara Squad, the real black atheist. Mm. Uh, so we have him um, in the house and, and um, you know, I don't have to do a long introduction because everybody knows who <laughs> Uncle is. But, um, you know, I'll put it on you, Uncle, and you can kind of just introduce yourself to everybody. Um, black guy from Power, I'm a raw squad up. Uh, how you doing, family? Um, glad to be here tonight. Uh, amongst some scholars, amongst people that understand the language, um, and just recognizing that those who have taken time to recognize the language is really the backbone of what we do. Uh, you know, it's said that the facts are that the culture is contained in the language and is transmitted through the language and the signs and the symbols. And so if you're really going to be a real historian, I had to learn out, had to learn very fast that you had to be around people that learn the language uh, and that knows the language. It's very, very important for us to transmit those ideas from generation to generation, but you just can't do it with just staring at the monuments. I call it stirship, uh, complete foolery. And so now we, we you know it's a game changer. So, you know, I'm really proud of uh, the Sessues Metanetic Group. Hope I pronounced that right. Um, I'm proud just to be around y'all, just to show the world, you know, the work that y'all doing. And see, y'all really do the heavy lifting every Friday, every Wednesday. You know, y'all do the heavy lifting. Uh, I can sit back and just make jokes. You know, that's the truth. Uh, because the heavy lifting has been done. Uh, the legacy is being carried on uh, by those who study the daggone language. I mean, how else do you know what it means to be African? if you're not understanding it through the cultural uh, context. Now, it's all about controlling the narrative, and those who know the language will control the narrative. Uh, we've been trapped in this box of Europeanism because they control the narrative. And I like to always use the word God as a, a, a cultural container of certain ideas. Uh, people will say, well, everybody had gods. The Egyptians had gods, everybody had gods. But when you do a research of the word, right, you find it to be a, a Germanic term. And so that Germanic term, no matter how you do it, it's containing, it's controlling the narrative. So if I say nature, right, and I say, well, everybody had natures. Now, the ancient Nile Valley uh, philosophical understanding thought is controlling the narrative, right? If I say, oh, the Dumari, right, then you get the West Africans, uh, tribes controlling the narrative. And I think it's very, very important for us to understand that so, do, so that we know that those who have taken the time to study uh, the meta nature uh, are controlling the narratives for the next generation. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, that's an excellent, that's an excellent point. And I like the way that you, um, that you made it clear that, you know, culture 
is transmitted through language. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, it's it's the study of the language. That's why anytime a, a group of people uh, and we say this all the time, any any anytime that you uh, want to go out and study a culture that you're not currently living or grew up in and you want to study a culture that's foreign to you, um, if you don't study that particular culture's language, you will be severely handicapped. And the reason why is exactly what you said. Uh, the culture itself is transmitted through the language because the culture is the DNA of uh, or language is the DNA of culture. It 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 captures the psychology of the people. It captures their worldview. It captures how they think, how they solve their problems. And all these are elements of what makes a culture a culture. A culture is is an apparatus that a, a collective group of people um, deal with in order to solve uh, problems collectively. You know, that's basically a, a general, very basic um, idea of what culture is. And that that is captured in their language. Because communication, you have to be able to communicate these ideas back and forth. So yeah, that's um that's an excellent point. So you know, um, well, with that being said, you know, I, I wanted to kind of, uh, you know, now I, I wanted to kind of kind of ask you a couple of questions, you know, that I that I see on social media, Facebook, mm-hmm. that I that I think people uh, either misunderstand, misunderstand or misunderstand you intentionally, or just don't know so here's a chance to kind of clear some things up so you know i just want to ask you a couple questions and you can take your time just to answer and clear it up so one of the questions that i always see is you know you call yourself the real black atheist Mm -hmm. and and the general idea of an atheist is that somebody who don't believe in god or gods Mm -hmm. so the question always comes after that is how can uncle Ket call himself a real black atheist but yet support African uh, traditions, especially Kemet, when Kemet had a bunch of gods. Mm. So, so you know, how how do you how do you uh, address that and, and clear that up? Um, man, that's a trip. <laughs> and I I thought coming into the community that we were all fighting for the understanding of African culture. And I thought that we were trying to break away from the theists. Okay, now, if you come to, let's see, it's a journal uh, of religion. Um, the Journal of Religion and Society, all right? Uh, the Kepi Center, Value One, right? And it's a very, very internet interesting paper and it's the definition of atheism and what i found out is that most people didn't even understand the definition of atheism they didn't know where it came from how it got started where it had its roots in and they were basically ignorant to the subject matter and so when they asked the question how is it that i can be a real black atheist and i put emphasis on the real black atheist uh let you know that i'm still loving black people no matter what and we have a right to self-define and we have a right to use ideas and concepts that fit what we need to do right in 2016 and forward. And so the question is, well, how can you be a atheist or a real black atheist, right, and still deal with Kemet? Was that the question? Right, yeah. How how can you be, yeah, how can you be a real black atheist and and still, you know, champion 
or subscribe to Kemet, who has, you know, a bunch of gods, you know, a whole slew of gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. So let's deal with the word atheist. And I, and I said a little bit earlier, I preference that man. I thought we was all trying to get away from the theist based off of the fact that uh, Pope Alexandria VI wrote the Papist Bull, uh, and it stated that any Christian nation, no, any nation that you find that does not have a Christian monarch, you can bring them to the faith of Jesus Christ, and you can enslave the inhabitants. And so they drew this line down the map. It's called the Age of Conquest, uh, because at this particular time period, you got Spain and Portuguese fighting. So we know the Christian Columbia boys got that side of the line, the demarcation line, that side that gave them all the Americas and West Indies, right? And the Portuguese got the side that featured Africa. And so it was the theists, those who follow uh, the theists or the theists or the monotheists, right? The Pope, right? That made this decree that it was okay to enslave African people. And so if we're trying to get out of fight, fight racism, white supremacy, which is fighting and enslaving of our mind, physically, mentally, socially, spiritually, right? That we should fight against the thing that put us in slavery in the first place. And so since the Christians made a decree, right, then I'm anti-Christian. Then we got uh, the Mohammedans or the Muslims, right? Quote, unquote, uh, Muhammad supposedly wrote letters to the heads of state, right? I called the uh, get down, you know what I'm saying, or lay down letters, and he was bringing them to the faith or else, you know? And we know Islam routinely enslaved African people thousand years prior to the Christians. And so that Old Testament, New Testament, and Qurans, they all decree it's okay to enslave African people. So we're supposed to be anti that if we serious about our work and if we serious about our business, right? And so I thought it was fitting that I would be a, a theist against the theist. And so when you say theist, you're really saying monotheist. And when they say monotheist, they're really using too many words because it's just saying one God or the theist. So you can just say the theist. So whenever I say theist, right, you're really talking about the monotheist. So everybody on this show, whether you want to use that word or not, and everybody in America that is taught of racism, white supremacy, and that is taught of religion, you're supposed to be the atheist. That's that. Now let's explain what the atheist is. It's called the Alpha Provence. That's P-R-I-V-A-N-S. Now. Maybe should I? You want me to share my screen? Maybe I should share my screen, right? Uh, you can if you if you need to. Yep. All right. Let me share the screen a little bit so you don't think I'm just making this up. Well, they be thinking I be making stuff up, and I don't. Uh, matter of fact, I'm around a group of individuals that won't let nobody make nothing up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Today, you know, and it's and it's just interesting, man. So let me square the, share the screen real fast. All right. All right, just to kind of show you what I'm what I'm talking about. All right, y'all can see the screen, right? Yep, got you locked on. Yeah, the journal religion and society. So I'm I'm getting this out of a journal, 2009. You know, I love to read and I love to study. So I just wasn't buying the regular old definition of atheist. So say in five, say the a the Alpha Provence. It say atheism is is atheism. So a hyphen. Theism, uh, the atheist is someone who does not subscribe to the central tenets of theism. See, that's supposed to be us. We should not subscribe to the tenets of uh, theism, 
which allowed the slavery of an African people. Now it says that the A is an alpha province. It denies what follows it. So of course I'm gonna deny the religions that enslaved my ancestors. How else can you start the healing process if you don't get rid of the thing that caused the pain in the first place? That's like being on drugs. And you and you not deny the drugs. You gotta get away from the drugs. You gotta deny the drugs from your mind and from your body, else you will never get off using drugs. So if we want to get off the system that enslaved us and took away our culture, because it was the religion that replaced your culture, right, with their culture, because that's what religion does. A religion is actually a, a cultural understandings of certain people's places in the world and how the people in those certain places see the world. You know what I'm saying? And they put it and they put it in their religion. It's really politics. Okay? And so it says that A Alpha province, it denies what follows. So an atheist denies what the theist tries to confirm. By denying what follows, you do not become identical with that was followed theism. So a lot of people try to say, well, atheism is a religion. No, it's really not. Okay, so let me move up a little bit here. All right. Um, hold on. Yes, right here. It says, because atheism is the denial of theism, every tract on atheism should also address, watch this, the question, what is theism? Theism is the same as a more current term, monotheism. Theists are adherents to one of the three theistic religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And I'm asking myself, how is it that we refuse to deny that? And what's wrong with using a word that lets the whole world know that you're denying that? Dr. Ben routinely said, I do not believe in God. Uh, John Jackson, I do not believe in God. Um... Who else? Uh, John Henry Clark. I do not believe in God. Like they all said this to nauseam. Mm -hmm. But the religious program that was given to us and the fear, the download they gave us, they downloaded God into our mind and the fear caused us not even to hear what those brothers were saying. Well, I say, well, hell, we ain't in the 60s no more. I'm going to step up. I'm just going to say it. I'm going against the monotheists and I'm going to get some head on with African social systems whether that be African religion, whether that be science and technology, whether that be straight up, I'm just going against that, I'm gonna go against that, and I do not live in fear of their God. And so when I say I'm an atheist, I'm letting the world know that I am not in fear of the theist, right? I'm not worried about where I'm going when I die, based off of what they said. I'm not worried about the spook getting me. I'm not worried about their God even helping me. I don't need that God's help. Because really, their God is their culture. Because everybody places whatever their idea of deity is or whatever their idea of explanation of how things came into being, they embody that and they put it in a certain idea that the monotheists call their gods. I'm not in fear of that. And so I stand on the shoulders of Africa, right? And I love the Nile Valley civilizations. And I never heard them say the word God. I heard words like, quote, unquote, Netcha, and that's probably a good discussion for y'all to get into on, on, on the show, right? And, and, and for me, Netcha simply meant being nature. So that's how I can call myself 
a, a, a real black atheist, right, and still love Africa because I ain't even talking about Africa. As a matter of fact, if I'm if I scroll down a little bit, hold on, atheism. Let me see, liberal concepts of God. So let me see. Uh, say theism, as outlined above, is sometimes different from religious beliefs in general. See, most people don't even know that. So, so atheism, in this sense outlined here, is not opposed. Watch this to religion as such. So, I'm not opposed to African religion. This is based off what this journal was saying, and I am in total agreement with that. I've never said I was anti-African religion, or I was quote unquote uh, uh, a nature. You've never heard me say that. You've never heard me bang on african idea of what they thought caused things to come into being i've never said that and so golden say atheism is concerned with one specific concept of god the theistic god most people don't even know that because they don't take the time to study it said the theistic god has a name and this is written with the capital god at first sight it may be strange to limit atheism to the conception that is opposed to the theistic concept of God and not all other gods that have been venerated by humans. Buddhism or Hinduism sub subscribe to polytheistic approaches of the divine. They say, should they not be included? And you could also, also say African gods, should they not be uh, included, right? In the atheist rejection of divine, as Bagigan did in the definition of atheist mentioned before. It said, I think not. And I will now spell out my reasons for this narrow definition of atheism. And see, what most people don't understand is when you say uh, polytheism, right? If you look at the polytheistic quote unquote systems, which is still another word placed on African people. Right, because they predate polytheism. They'll say the Egyptians, right, dealt with many gods. Okay. But the Egyptians dealt with God in nature. So to the Egyptians, right, everything would be considered a natural concept or, or could be raised to the level of nature. And y'all can go into the language and tell me if I'm wrong or not. Mm -hmm. So there isn't anything outside of nature. And the atheists say. The atheists say that everything is natural, that there is no outside force that controls nature. Well, that's the same thing the polytheist says. Polytheist says there's nothing. Everything is nature. There's nothing outside of that. And so really a polytheist would be considered a soft atheist. And so most people don't even recognize, right, that there's different degrees of, of, of what this term can denote. And so I did the real study and I understood that I could just straight go against the theist and the monotheist and leave Africa alone. See now, that's a, so I'm glad that you um, are, are putting some context to it because you know, when, when people just see your name, you know, the real black atheist, then you know how every, everybody uh, walks around with their own dictionary in their head. So, you know, somebody comes comes across that they'll say all right well he, he's against god not realizing as what you just showed that that they're, they're assuming that the word god 
is incorporating the belief in all kinds of concepts or ideologies of of the divine and that's not the case theism deals with a specific um a specific type of uh, idea or paradigm which which incorporates under the um i call the abrahamic traditions which would be um judaism christianity and islam and that's what the journal that you just shared uh, said so it's real good that, that you gave context to that because I, I i've seen people post on facebook um you know trying to ask the question you know they're trying to make it a logical question and on the surface it seems like a valid a valid question you know so it's, it's a um you know it's a good question to ask but now that you've explained it you know that 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 should clear it up because it's not it's not that you're atheist as this blanket term theist is talking about all gods and then and then there's a question about God. What is the concept of God? Now, I always say that if you if you're in a room of 100 people and you um, and you ask, you just ask the general question, who is God or whatever? You mess around and come away out of 100 people. You probably have 10 different answers uh, for that. So this concept of God is, is very um, ambiguous to to start with. So for people to believe that when somebody says atheist that there's no ambiguity there then then you know they're in trouble also so that's that's a good so that's why i wanted to ask you that question to uh give you an opportunity to clear that up and that that was um good so hopefully people understand that um because it's clear to me i don't know if anybody on the panel um you know is confused about that or, or i have a question uh for you in, in regards to that anybody on the panel um got anything to uh, comment or question about that um, and not really, that was very clear. I mean, um, I put it very well, you know, it's um, people are dealing with a different paradigm and um, obviously people have to understand stuff, um, this kind of things in the African context. And it will make sense because I guess everybody's kind of used to, to the Abrahamic um, forms of religion. So when you say God, everybody gets poked out like, okay, this person doesn't believe in God, but they have to realize what are they, in what paradigm are they fu functioning or defining these things in. So that was very clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was good. That was good. All right. So yeah, you know, let me throw this real fast, man. How about this part, though? Since everybody be kind of worried about the atheist part, right? And then we can talk about the actual function of how people even became known as atheists, right? Was it an African? Uh, 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 uh was it something African that was named atheist? You know, like so. So we come to uh, civilization and barbarism page 335 real fast and we're going to see what was it that caused the greeks the greek government to call the greek philosophers or or, or, or naturalists or scientists atheists what was they doing right that would make the athenian government call them that was they in europe learning and studying right or was they in africa learning and studying and was atheism really a charge against those who would bring in Egyptian science. So let's see. Let's see if I can back this up, right, with Diop's work. Because 335 said science was in the hands of the developed and developed by a body in service to the state with which it was born. The clergy, the clergy, source of science in Egypt and the state that it serves can therefore not enter into conflict for the sake of science or anti-intellectualism or sectarianism. 
as in continental Greece. So in Egypt, right, the clergy and the government can't fight over whether science is correct. Can't do that. But in Greece, they ain't have no rules against that. They can fight against science all day. Goes on to say, the Athenians, where Agnagoras, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle were all sentenced to death, for or almost were, because they taught scientific ideas, watch this, received from Egypt. <laughs> Let me say this again for those who don't really read. Because this is page 335. Most people don't even get to the end of the book. Let me say this again. So you don't think I just was making them up. Because they always think I do. Yeah, Unky, they, they, they say you the chief pseudo, boy. Yeah, chief pseudo. <laughs> but I just be saving it for moments like in December. I just be saving it when some young buck comes. I be saving it. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> in Athens, where Agnagoras, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle were all sentenced to death, or almost were, because they taught scientific ideas received from Egypt, right? And, and well ahead of local institutions. So check this out, man. We already know what it is, man. Based off of them foreigners coming into Egypt, learning uh, uh, some science, man, it put them well ahead of the institutions in Greece. And see, that's how we know the metanature was deciphered. Because they was teaching it. And for you to teach somebody, you got to teach them how to read it. Um, everything that uh, you said, Uncle Kid, I can... Uh, Verify you 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 uh you dead on father with the uh atheos thing and then father's the thing with dealing with uh Socrates and Plato, uh Pythagoras and all those other individuals. If if you look into um uh, uh, Alexander the Greek coming into uh uh coming around uh, uh 332 uh, BCE and then if you follow the trend uh, 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 at that period up until his death and up until his two sons and then after his two sons, I think around 308, you get the Ptolemy era. So when you get the Ptolemy era, if you look at the Ptolemy era, you start to see this Serapis uh, uh, thing take place and then you start to see one of uh, Ptolemy's uh, son, I think it's Ptolemy's Philadelphia's uh, after the uh, temple of Serapium, he created the temple of Serapium. Then he built another temple on top of the Serapium called the Dynastic Temple. Then he built another temple called the Temple of Mazion. Now the Temple of Mazion, all these temples was in Alexander Egypt. And the Temple of Mazion uh, annexed building to that was called the Alexander, the Great, the Great Library of Alexander. And the Temple of Mazion was a university. And this this uh, this uh, uh, temple of Mazion, you had a lot of Greeks coming in that was being educated. You know what I'm saying by um, the our, I mean by um, by the the remit of the Kimitu at that point of time. They was educating them for like you talking about 
fathers dealing with the language, fathers dealing with uh, mathematics, geometry, uh, trigonometry, philosophy, all these different things, you know what I'm saying? If, 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 if people, I'm just giving people reference, if they want to go and see some of the things that you're talking about, which uh, uh, there's reference in the book. If you look at that time period, just follow the time period of, uh, of the Greeks, look into the Serapium uh, Temple, the Temple of Diagnostic, the Temple of Mazion. If you look into the Temple of Mazion, you will start to see where all these Greeks start to come in uh, around this time and you will start to see who was actually teaching these uh these greeks all these different ideals and even teaching them um about the language at that time hmm, okay yep i see y'all got somebody in the chat room it don't yeah, yeah i was i was checking out the chat room let me say this um good point i like that point they made because that's why i don't mess with the white boys <laughs> ah <laughs> Let me, right. um, let me put this out there for for people because you know it's it's really hard for people to grasp uh to grasp a change in paradigm because you know we're we're brought up to with these these definitions and these meaning and i and i just saw in the chat that the general understanding of the word atheist is that there is no god at all like there is no god but but people have to realize that even when you say there is no god the problem is in the conceptualization of of God on the other side of the no. If you say there is no God, you have to define what you mean by God. So a lot of people are saying there's no God. Period. Then you still have you still stuck with defining what God is because in an African sense, uh, God or the concept of God and creation is one and the same. There is nothing outside of quote unquote god everything that exists exists as part and parcel of god there's no difference there's no god outside sitting somewhere watching and manipulating creation no creation is because god is in in the african concept so there's a big difference and people have to understand this so for example um in 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 you know in the abrahamic faiths uh or, or belief systems god is separate from creation god creates and then god is elsewhere outside of creation but he can he can manipulate and come in and out of his creation at will he even had to come in the form of a human being being born through a virgin and so on and so forth whatever the case is but in africa um that you know god or everything in existence comes from the differentiation of this eternal and infinite substance that starts to differentiate of itself to become the things in the world and as the world itself. So therefore God and, and creation is the relationship uh, similar to a unit versus multiplicity, a, 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 a unity versus multi multiplicity happening at the, simultaneously at the same time. So this is where you get into, into people saying that the Neturu are really the various Neturu such as Ra, um, Atum, Geb, Nut, Shu, Tefnut, et cetera, et cetera. People, people, you'll hear people will say that the Neturu are really manifestations or expressions of the, the one, the one supreme being. You know, th this is where these ideas are coming from that people are trying to explain. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference. So when people say that you are atheist or against God, you have to have to define what you mean by God and where that's coming from. So I just kind of want to put that out there. And then you have this semantic. Thing that's going on and people uh, I, I saw another comment about 
uh, the word God being a German word. And um, so it's, you know, like semantics. But really, we need to kind of shy away from using that because semantics or the word semantic means um, meaning. So we have to get down to the core meaning of things. And meaning is always born out of context. So in the context, so um, by me asking you the question, you were able to give context. So now, now you have a true meaning of what theism is, and you're against the theism. But that theism is not shared all across all across the globe. It is isolated uh, under, like how you uh, shared Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, and all of those things that come out of that and that concept, not the African concept of uh, all is. You know, everything is. No, as a matter of fact, uh, let me finish this. It says, um, while Egyptian religion uh, engendered science, Athenian religious tradition protected itself from science of, the, of Egyptian origin. And this very special situation explains the difference uh, in the compared evolution of the Egyptians and the Greek societies. Man. I mean, it's right there for you. It ain't hard. And see, people that really study, like like like, like the serious, uh, uh, those who study atheism, right, or real black atheists, the ones that study, not the ones that just walking around talking, right? They understand there's different degrees. They understand what I'm saying. So I already know you're a rookie when you jump out there and say there's no, but you can apply it like that, and you wouldn't be wrong. But since the Africans didn't say the word God, they had other words, the words still wouldn't fit with them because it's a theist. They wasn't theists. <laughs> they wasn't monotheists. They wasn't that. They predate the mono, the, 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 the German one. They predate that. You know what I'm saying? It's like they say Agnaughton. They try to put that on Agnaughton. But he, but, but, he, but, he, but he exists in an environment before that term was even invented. So how can you go back and apply it on him? See, that's when you're allowing those to, to control the narrative. Yeah, Agnaughton was a monotheist. How the hell are you going to be a monotheist and then they call him a heretic? He's not a Catholic. They was calling the Catholics. It wasn't don't, they called Arius a heretic because he was going against their doctrine. But Agnaughton lived in an environment before then. We got to remember that, man. You talking about the pyramids being the tallest building in the world for 4,000 years straight. Like, like at some point, we got to get back our standpoint of view, where we stand and how we view the world. That's what we got to get back into. Because a lot of our conversations, we're really talking like Christians. And we're really viewing the world through a Christian standpoint of view. Even Muslims in America ain't really Muslims. They're Christian Muslims. And even the conscious people ain't really conscious. They're they, they conscious Christians or Christian conscious. You know, they believe in all kinds of things because other people that have enslaved them control the narrative. I just want to kind of put that out there. And, you know, that's why I read Diop's work. Man, he clear. He clear how science and religion wasn't in conflict. So maybe we need to learn a new definition for religion because it wasn't in conflict. Why is it in America is in conflict? As a matter of fact, the Europeans, it was so much in conflict, they had to separate the science from it. I Meaning their minds wasn't mature enough to do the both. And that's how we have become. We're not mature enough to recognize 
mythology. We're not mature enough to recognize science. You know, that's why we got this big upswing, right? In particular leaders, in particular, and I'm gonna say it, SETI, right? Uh, which is considered a leading community. He's fighting against science. He's actually dragging us back into a dark age because that, that is what made a dark age where people start burning books, start saying you don't need no books, you don't need no references, just say what you wanna say. When, when pseudoisms ruled the day, right? That's what they're doing. They're actually putting us in a dark age saying, go fight one of the most technically sound nations in the world. That don't make no sense. Matter of fact, the United States is not even leading in science. I think the Chinese is and the Japanese. But you ain't gonna just run up on them with some hocus pocus. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, it's very, very important, man, to really take the information and take your time. Take your time, slow the hell down, recognize why we even on this show. We're on this show, right? Because we was kidnapped victims and we're descendants of kidnapped victims. And they've kidnapped our minds and we fighting to get it back. So if you're saying certain things haven't been translated, right? Then you saying we still in that environment where our mind is kidnapped. We all know the language and understanding of Africa opens up your mind of a world of possibilities. But as long as you trapped, right? There's no possibility. But go ahead, Joe. Yeah, that's 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 good. And and you know, I don't I don't really expect, you know, I'm asking asking you these questions so you know, you could have another opportunity to lay it out there and you know, right. um you know, I, I definitely realized that it's it's a tough thing for people to really just grasp and and, and it's going to take some time. People got to slow roll with it. Just like how um we always bring up uh evolution mm-hmm. and and the word theory. You know, I've 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 been uh, our participant in a lot of back and forth. I've seen you uh, go back and forth with people, even on the definition of the word theory, where people say, you know, evolution is is just a theory. It's not a fact and so on and so right. forth. Right. And and we always have to argue about the definition of theory. And and to this very day, people will still not really grasp it. So even with the with this atheism um, concept, although you just explained it and shared the context of it, I still will, you know, we, we're still going to see uh, it being wrestled a little bit because, you know, uh, people got to break that that semantic barrier uh, down. So I, I just want to move on to uh, yeah. ask you another question. And 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 uh, really, I guess I guess since I mentioned evolution, mm-hmm. now I've seen you in the past, you know, I've seen you in the past uh, make reference to evolution or on the on the topic of evolution. You seem to always kind of bring up the um, the beetle, right? And I know you got a shirt with the uh, real black atheist with the uh, beetle, uh, Kepra sitting on the throne. Uh, you know, you got the beetle with the with the um, sun disc and so on and so forth. So, what is it with um, what is the connection between the beetle evolution and and specifically Kepper? Or Kepri or Kepra, what is what? What's the connection? What What are you trying to uh, tell people with that? Man, well, I already know when you're dealing with um, the African American community um, and dealing with specifically the conscious community, uh, they are opposed to even admitting that white people 
a homo sapiens sapiens one and that they do have a developed frontal lobe right and two you know what i'm saying that they can be intelligent intelligence you can you got serial killers right that are intelligent has nothing to do with how you apply it morality right is subjective so each culture develops a code of morality plain and simple and so i knew i'm coming into this thing right that people just can't stand nothing white people say hate white people i get it you know i was hating white people then i realized just hating hating ain't affect the thing you was hating it was affecting you because this is an emotion <laughs> you know what i'm saying and so looking at darwin right uh if you read his book um origin of species he actually wrote a sub chapter on beetles he was an avid beetle collector said wow that's interesting so i said i wonder why he's studying beetles like that and then furthermore information in the scientific community reveals that actually beetles are a model species now in science a model species or a test species is a species that scientists use to help understand certain natural phenomenon so here's the point what natural phenomenon does studying beetles help modern science to understand course evolution now i said wow wow so let me get this straight modern science uses beetles as a model species to understand how evolution works hmm. charles darwin writes a whole subspecies of beetles in his book origin of species and charles darwin was an avid beetle collector now charles darwin puts out the theory of natural selection right and nobody can get around that what is the theory of natural selection it's very simple and it's crazy and they even celebrate his birthday and they make him a hero right and they all in awe but if you really think about it and slow down his theory was so simple it's an african theory watch this he simply said right watch this now that there are natural forces on earth that transform living organisms to their environment that ain't even deep i go to my shelf i lie to you not let me see i went to my shelf I don't even know what I got today. Oh, I break out this. Now I can't, you know, I, mean? I can't really, I can't read the meta nature like that, but I got enough sense to get some daggone dictionaries. I get the dictionary, I say, interesting. 
I've seen Beatles somewhere. Hold on, let me see if I can find out highlighting here. Hold on. <laughs> Funny. Let me show you what I did. Hold on. I find the word capital. Let's see if it's this one. Is it in volume two or one? Um, I think it's in. Let me see. Hold on. Find a word capital for you, real quick. Mm. All right, yeah. You go to page five forty-two. I go up here and I say, huh? Capita says to be, to exist, to have being, to subsist, to come into being, to happen, to fashion, to form, to create, to make, to bring, into being, to take form of someone or something, transformation, to transform. Man, I say, okay. So the Nile Valley Africans looking at the dung beetle, seeing how the dung beetle transformed, took that dung of a particular animal that was a vegetarian, laid larvae, rolled the dung, and that lobby transformed to another beetle. I say, that's interesting. And I said, they called it Capita, Transformation, Transform. Then there's another book up here. Hold on. I'm getting this. You know, I'm not even being able to read the glyphs, but I'm just, I'm just reading the English of it. Let me see. Um, there's another Wallace E. Burgess book, and he hits it spot on. Let me see. I don't know if I can find it. Oh, man. Hmm. Hold on one sec. Let me see. Hmm. I don't have it. But in the book, he talks about transforming, transformation, and all that. And then when you read the, the, the story, and, um, and right here. Here you go. Reading the who see it. Let me pause for a second, man. What? This guy, this guy Unc, got books on the shelf that we could see. He got books on the floor. I'm surprised you can even walk in the room. I, that, it's hard, that, man. I ain't showed you all the magazines. I got piled up here, man. Like, it's just crazy, dude. <laughs> He's like, let me find it. He got book. He reached down on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> Stepping over, but look, he can't even get out the chair uh, straight without stepping on some stuff. But go ahead. I'm, so I was reading uh, Ra's description of his creation, right? And it just, it keep repeating the word Kepita over and over again. I came into being as Kepita. And it, and it hit me, man. It was talking about rolling, transforming over and over again. And this is, it, but it's talking about Kepita, which is a beetle, which is natural. And it's just talking about the natural forces. So, so, so the white boy thing wasn't even spectacular. The Nile Valley thing was deep. And how, and how the beetle, or transformation was the actual creator. And I say, damn, that's deep right there to me. Mm -hmm. The evolution was the creator, right? In the African context, I said, I got him. I say, man, they gonna love me for this. They didn't love me for that. They threw tomatoes at me. They hate Unc for that. Cause I took their little guard away 
right? And I said it was natural forces that transforms natural, natural things in this environment. And the Egyptians said it. And they said it first, 2,500 years before any white boy. I thought people would love that. They hated me. And they hate us to this day, so much so that they call the whole damn group atheists. It's crazy. Mm. But I'm just making a point that Charles Darwin, right, simply said that their forces, right, that tra- that's all in nature are. Damn forces transforming the environment. And they got specific and they said Kepler. And that's deep because as you watch Kepler, you see things transform. And so we understand this now. And so why is modern science using the beetle? Why is the Nile Valley African using the beetle? I say, all right, I'm almost there. Let me ask Ujau. Let me ask Usa. What does the word capital mean? You remember that, right? Yep. Yep. Since I can't read the language, I got a good guess going right now. All right, I'm reading Wazi's Burgess book, but let me see what the Africans got to say about it. Let me see. And they and they and they, and they say, man, that's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. This goes to show you that as long as you're not the smartest guy in the damn room, you're gonna always learn something. See, that's our problem. Everybody wanna be the smartest person in the room. If you're the smartest person in the room, get out that room, Sadie. Get out that room, Pharaoh. It's a lesson to learn in this. And so that's how I came to that conclusion based off of research, based off of studying, putting in hours, right? I've, I've been working on that for at least six years. You look at my first video, I was trying to get you that. But it took time to actually develop that where it was solid. And so we know that Charles, as a matter of fact, once you really start studying Charles Darwin, then you start studying uh, uh, pre-Islamic uh, Islamic thinkers like Al-Jahid. He writes a, uh, an encyclopedia and he's talking about natural selection. He's talking about evolution. Now Al-Jahid is an African with an Arabic name. So you see through time, great African thinkers, now Valley being included, already understood that natural forces transform things in this environment. It's nothing slick. And see, one of the things that um, that I, I point out dealing with the word Kepper is that, um, and actually I said this uh, about a year ago uh, on the, at the science and technology um, event that we had in Atlanta, uh, I think it was last September, and I made the statement that evolution and creation is one and the same because creation is a process of a transformation and the causes of transformation or the causes of change is environmental pressures in this in the context of darwin and the theory of evolution but in the in the totality in the paradigm from an african perspective every single thing in existence is part and parcel of the creator and the only reason why things come into existence is because of this differentiation or transformation of this eternal and infinite substance so there it is again so kepper as a word it means to evolve to change to transform to and also to come into existence this is why the kepper beetle when you look at the iconography in the temples in kemet you'll see the beetle is often portrayed 
with the sun disc in front of it at, at, at the face, at the forepart of the beetle. Now, we know through observation of the beetle, uh, well, put it this way, people will interpret that and just look at it and don't read the language. They'll look at it and say that the beetle is pushing the sun through the sky. And, and just a quick observation of the beetle, uh, the real beetle, uh, we know that the beetle does not push the dung, the ball of dung, with its front legs. The beetle pushes the dung with its hind legs. So therefore, it's a contradiction, or is it? And what, if you study it, you understand that the beetle brings into existence this ball from the front, but then it pushes it from the back. So the idea that's being visually portrayed is the idea of coming into existence, coming into a transformation, transforming this dung, this dung pile in, and shaping it into a ball. So there, therein lies the coming into existence or to transformations of, of something. So this is the this is what's being portrayed. So therefore, the word Kepper itself also um, means those same things. And this is why in the Kemeti uh, cosmogonical text and cosmological text, you'll see the repetition of this word Kepper. For example, there's a book called The Transformation, Knowing the Transformations of uh, the Book of Knowing the Transformations of Ra and of Overthrowing of a Pep. And in the opening sentences, it'll put the words in the Supreme Being being identified with neb urcher but it says keperi keper keperu keperu qui m keperu nu keperi keper mes septepi keper qui m keperu in keperi keperi keper keperu pu in pa in e u neturu uh now, if we were to break down each of those uh, words and each of those sentences, you, you, if you notice, you heard me say Kepper a whole bunch of times, different variations of the same word. Keperi, Kepper, Keperu, Keperu Kui, M Keperu, New Keperi, Kepper. So if we were to break that down, you're going to see how this one word starts to spiral out and to mean the, the slightly different things showing a, a actual process of how things come into existence. Mm. So it's just real, it's real interesting. I found it. It's the Egyptian idea of the afterlife for Wallace E. Burge. All right. And he just basically was talking about, um, he talks about with the chapter and the papyrus of Nisi. Y'all know, know this one? N-E-S-I? Amushu? N-E-S-I. Amushu. A-M-S-U. Papyrus yeah. of Nisi. Uh -huh. Nisi that's the that's the uh papyrus of that I'm that I'm speaking about. Uh -huh. Why it says it's a preserved in the British Museum. Mm -hmm. The third section of this papyrus, we find a work which was written with the sole subject of overthrowing the papyrus, mm -hmm. great enemy of raw. And in the composition itself, we find two versions of the chapter which describes the creation of the earth and all things therein. Yeah, so when you know, you were talking about creation, that, I mean, everything is still creating over and over again. That's that's deep how the Africans had that. That's the same thing science says. Exactly. So it says, watch this, describes creation of the earth and all things therein. It says the God, Nebuchadnezzar, is the speaker. And he says, I evolved, see? Yep. <laughs> the evolving of evolution. I evolved myself under the form of evolution mm -hmm. of the god Kepeda, which were evolved 
at the beginning of all time. I evolved with the evolution of the God Kepita. I evolved my evolutions. That it may say I developed myself from the primordial matter, which I made. I developed myself out of the primordial matter. I mean, that's deep right there. Then he goes on to say right here, say we must notice on page 27, right? In passing that the God whose words we have quoted above declares that he evolved himself under the form of Kepita and that th that his name is Osiris, the primordial matter of primordial matter, and that as a result, Osiris is identical with Kepita in the respect of this, of his evolution and new birth. The words rendered evolution is Kepita, literally rollings and that rendered primordial matter, the, the, the piat, the original stuff of that which everything is made. And that's when I say, man, I got him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got him. Like, like it just clicked for me. It clicked for me. And you know, so so that beetle really is it it has more variations than any other species on earth. They call it the most speciaceous species on the planet. I think they're over uh man, three thousand different variations of the dung beetle. So they're just trying to figure out why is the damn dung beetle so diverse. And dung beetles, for the most part. Uh, they don't go extinct. See, it's something about them. It's, a, it's something about the beetle that the Nile Valley Africans understood so much so that it put it on paper for the world to see later on. Modern science tell you why they special. Nile Valley Bindi, they were special. So I think just that connection of the language and, and, and the working together, I think this is essential to understanding why, you know what I'm saying, John Henry Clark was right, right? When he there wrote- y'all, re reach on the floor, see? Yeah. <laughs> he was right when he wrote the forward in Albert Church World book, it's right here. The introduction by John Henry Clark, premodal signs and symbols. The hell with the person being white? Was he on point with what he was writing? Absolutely. So it's a new thing coming around where if a person is white, you got to discount it. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. You got to test it, put it through the method of it's right, it's right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's why, that, that's that connection I made with that beetle, right? The language supports it. <laughs> Modern science supports it. And, you know, for all those who just don't get it, just get over it, man. Get over it. That's all I can say. It's, it's it's not something that could really be microwave and you know a lot of times in the in these uh social media environments everything is fast everybody wants that quick overnight you know let me get it quick uh short answer yes or no and this and people don't realize you know a lot of this stuff takes a little bit of time you got to marinate and digest and connect the dots and things like that so you know it's going to take some time you know um but hopefully you know you've you've cleared up a, a couple more things and i just want to move on to another question Cause I know, I know you kind of press for time too. So, um, that leads me to ask you a question now. Uh, now I've been dealing with you for a while okay? mm. and, and I've noticed in, in the past, I know, I, I noticed you had the, um, the real black atheist show down here in Atlanta, uh, the blog talk before, or even, you know, prior to now you had a blog talk for a long time, uh, leading on up into, into now. And I've seen you 
change positions when it comes to the uh comes to, to Kemet as a whole, but uh definitely with the language. So what I want to ask you is is like what what kind of caused you to change your position? Uh, I, I call it a, a um maturing because you know the more we know, you know, once you know better, you do better, and so on and so forth. So, but I want to ask you what what caused you to change your position on the language? Because at one time, you were one of those people that also said, ah, man, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. Y'all can't translate, translate those pictures on the walls and, and so on and so forth. So, so what's up with that? What, uh, what caused you to change your position? Uh, you know, if you just be around people who are dumb and ignorant to the language, man, you're going to say these things. So I see what the whole world is going through right now in dealing with Seti and Pharaoh. Um, because that was my position at one time, uh, that uh, the language hadn't been translated. And it was a dumb assertion of mine. Um, it was through ignorance, uh, listening to Walter Williams, you know, I reading his books and not taking the time myself. And so, you know, I challenged the squad. People don't even know this. I challenged the squad. You can listen on blog talk. You know, prove to me that y'all could do that. And at the beginning of the show, I'm talking shit. By the time the show was over with, man, they beat me all the way down to real last compound. So, so it was a transformation on the radio show. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So you, so, 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 so you became Kepper <laughs> on the radio I became show. Kepper on the radio show. <laughs> but I wasn't scared to challenge. But, but I had enough sense to know that it wasn't personal. It was just business. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I all like any look. It's simple. At any time that I run across information that makes more sense than what I got, I'm willing to change. I'm not stuck in anything. You just can't make me be a Christian, though, or a Muslim. Or you can never make me go back there. I don't care. what I ain't run across nothing that's going to make me go back there. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the reality of the situation is it's always about growth for me, right? I, I never was comfortable with being the smartest person in any situation, I knew that I had to get out of that place. You know what I mean? So really, let's go back a little bit farther. When Wesley Muhammad came on the scene, he beat everybody down. Let's just be honest. True Islam came in and he cleaned everybody up. Said he ran like he always did. He ran, right? And True Islam was smart. I say, man, how the hell is he fighting? And he was fighting with, with research methodology and academia. That's what he was doing. Right, he was using that doctor degree on niggas' ass. Excuse my language. That's what he was doing. And I say, man, I, I, I say, man, I, I can't, you know, like, ain't nowhere in the world I'm a little Muslim beat me. So I say, man, I got to get some help. And so I started looking. You know what I mean? That's when I ran across uh, uh, um, Assad. That's when I ran across uh, Sinjeti. I mean, that's when I ran across uh, later on Ujao. Ujao always been around. He just been he just been watching because Ujao was a person of character, right? So, you know, I just knew that the fight I was about to embark on, changing the conscious community, because that was my thing. I said, man, I'm gonna put this back in the scholarship, right? And I can't do it by myself because I ain't smart enough for that. But I am smart enough to know that I can see those who got it and who don't. I can see that. And I had enough vision to put people around me, you know what I'm saying, that was sharp at what they did, right? 
And so that's that per that's that first paradigm shift running into you in Sinjetti. That's that next paradigm shift, you know what I'm saying? Uh running into Jao. You know, running into a saw. You know what I mean? Okay. Getting them all on the show, and I'm a challenger all at one time. You know, I remember just fighting, fighting Ujau over Jean-Claude and Bowley's work. And Ujau kept saying, have you read the damn book? <laughs> <laughs> have you read it? I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm fun. I'm having fun. You know, just in my ignorance. So I can see, listen, man, I'm the last person, right, to say that, man, I have not dwelled in ignorance at times. I do. You know what I mean? That's part of me. That's part of my growth. Sometimes I'll be loud and wrong as hell, but I'm not mad at that. I come back as a man and say I was wrong. So, you know, I'm going to y'all. And he hit me with it. He was like, hit me with the book. I mean, but he said it so simple. I was like fighting. And I realized that I was fighting against something I had not read. And that's dumb. <laughs> so I only stay dumb for a show. I don't stay dumb the next show. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that. You're only allowed to be dumb one show you can't you can't leave the dumbness to the next show right and so you know i start to realize man that it's hey man it's been a real roller coaster learning experience being around these brothers and sisters and that's why you know when we developed the other families man you know like when the job developed the chess man and that's man that's a beautiful thing man because don't nobody be unchallenged man it's a beautiful thing of growth and development it's a beautiful thing that is not just the army raw squad it's a beautiful thing and they will never stop us as long as we stand on truth right as long as we stand on scholarship and as long as we stand on mother africa man we gonna make it see we represent gonna make it right our idea of changes community is here now they know not to run with no sources without references now they know just because you got a source and a reference what you saying has to back that source and reference now they starting to understand methodology and i'm letting you know that was not here. We're watching the changing of the guard. Where Dr. Benenim will be proud of us. Where she can't the Dias would smile. Where Theophile Banger will give us a phone call and say, that's right. Where Jean Colin Boley will come on the show and, and converse with Ujau and Asar. Where Comedic Press, right, will deal with us. And then official books on the Amaral squad, where everybody wants to be part of this thing that they call scholarship, like it was like like it like it was something that was invisible. We brought that back. Remember, you had the days of Bobby Hemmett, Delbert Blair, uh, uh, Eileen Bay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, who else? Uh, oh man, Delbert Blair, Bobby Hemmett. Uh, who else? Oh, Jao, Malachi York. Um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, they, uh, man, I can't think of his name, man. The point is, man, they had sucked the scholarship out of the community and they had the foolish shit. Make up everything as you go. It's called pseudoisms. Pseudoisms eroded the works of Dr. Ben. She, she can't the diops. It eroded those works. So that's why people, when, we, when people hear the word pseudo, they don't know how valuable that word is to our community because we've written our community of that. We've written it in all communities that are successful in the world. Read the book, uh, what's it called? The book, Tribes. What's the name of that book, Ujau? I got them, I can't think quite, it's called Tribes. 
we were talking about today. Tribes. Mm, Tribes, right. And 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 they all successful because they what? Because they wouldn't because they learned from everybody else. Science and technology. They wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, it was it was it was a as an outline of, of different elements that made these different tribes uh uh more likely to succeed and and be in control and and prosper and one of the elements was the the their love for science and technology and to know and and not to discriminate basically if something works they improved upon it and utilize it for themselves that's the egyptian way that's the african model right there that's why we had the long we had the longest running civilizations it's clear to see that and we had that morality clue the bind your morality binds you it's a binding mechanism to keep you from messing up what you can put together. That's what the that's what the morals do. It keep you from messing up what you can put together with science and technology. So you just don't make a thermonuclear weapon and blow somebody up. <laughs> right. Yeah, kill them all because we taught a fight now. We blow them up, <laughs> blow them up. But yeah, but that's and so at the end of the day, man, you know that that language piece and fight that was from a position of ignorance. And that's why on the 18th, we will find out how ignorance will keep you in trouble. I found out the hard way, man. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I'm just grateful to be around a group of friends that I consider my friends. You know what I'm saying? See, I got tough skin. I, we can all stand correction. And so that, that's my moment in dealing with the language. And I would never say it again. And, and, that, and from that point on, you know, it's just... It's just growth. So let's hope that everybody listening uh, uh, grows uh, when your paradigm uh, has been forced to shift. Let, let us not be ignorant all our lives. I mean, and then let's stop living in fear of words that Europeans have created. Makes no sense, man. Right, right. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I know you kind of... Um press for time matter of fact i keep saying that you press for time but won't you go ahead and and let people know why i keep saying you press for time because what you got something coming up this weekend actually uh yeah it's gonna be in nashville i got gonna roll about seven o'clock in the morning man going down nashville um you know just promoting the Amara squad and all the family groups man just putting people you know people you know they they, they getting it now um and they want real scholarship now uh, they 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 want people they want to know about the methodology see the methodology is valuable because the methodology will keep you out of a cult <laughs> want to do jowl <laughs> that's that's a hundred thousand thousand percent right <laughs> well man if you don't want to be in a cult man apply the methodology if you don't apply the methodology man you'll do with the sound good scholarship man foolishship sound good at the moment yeah you be all culted up man i know i was in that for five years man i know what it's like man Right. And I know what it's like. You know what I'm saying? So, so hey, so so what? Would you, so exactly, just so people know on uh, who may watch this and live near there. You say in Tennessee, but uh, where? What time? You know? Oh man, Nashville, Tennessee, three o'clock. Okay, I was trying yep. to that, uh, that flyer, but yeah. So, cause I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hold hold you up, but I I, I want to ask one last thing, and. Uh, uh -huh. This is something that we kind of talked about um, mm -hmm. earlier today, mm. and you kind you just kind of mentioned mentioned it. So I'm just gonna bring it up as a last thing, and that is what is your take? Because you mentioned uh, Kemet University Press, 
And we know that that's um, uh, the good brother and his wife, um, Dekat mm-hmm. Kilimanjaro and Ife Kilimanjaro, and also mm-hmm. the brother Yahra Neb, who's over there uh, putting out, I think, about 15, a series of 15 books uh, so mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all about institutions. You know, these, these brothers and sisters are... Um, uh, yeah, right. I got yeah, you. I'm for a second right there. Damn, yeah, y'all know what it is, man. Y'all got act like y'all got some sense around here. <laughs> yeah, big books right here. Y'all ain't getting past none of that. I don't break that out. Yeah, y'all. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna leave. No man, how old I get, I'm gonna read more than y'all ain't gonna let y'all get me like that. I'm gonna keep it. So <laughs> so um, you know, so the whole the whole thing is is the re refounding or the re uh organizing of institutions. Mm-hmm. So my question is, you know, what, what is your view of where we are? Like we had to take a snapshot of the quote unquote conscious community. Right. And, and what's your view on the importance of institutions? Now I'm not talking now, you know how we got this whole thing. Like, you know, if you, if you, if you uh, brag about your PhD, uh, one of the, one of the kickbacks is people will say, Oh, that's the European education system. Or yeah. that's the white man's education. Or you, you know, you you just learn from the white man and this and that, but beyond those um, little quick little shallow statements, what, what's your view on the importance of of institutions as it relates to where we are now? Like, do you do you see a lack of institutions in place? Do you, do you see the need for it? And you know, what's your take? Well, yeah, I do see a lack. First of all, the oldest institution is the black family. All right. Now, that being said, um. Institutions are important, and there is a lack of institutions amongst those who claim to have African knowledge. Now we know why, because they was practicing pseudoisms. Now that we have cracked that door to scholarship, now we can actually grow and form real institutions. We're working on that right now. Um, you cannot create an institution with pseudoisms. It will always fall. You cannot create an African institution with the poison. Because you'll only build the poison into the damn institution, right? And it'll crumble. And so now I think we, I, I say now the door's open now. You know, people get it. Not everybody, we didn't need everybody. We just need to keep people to recognize and say, man, now I get how you get to that point. So now I think we're ready to build institutions because there's absolutely a lack of institutions. We have Christians, see the Christians have been doing it longer than us. They have institutions. Although the poison is built in, they still have buildings. They still have uh, uh, centers that can help reach out and help people regardless. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. They still have uh, uh, monies and funding, right? They can drop a cool million or four or five million on a jet. See? So, yeah, don't think, yeah I want to also mention that GoFundMe that we got. Mm-hmm. All right, we got like 13,000 people in the group. If anybody got a dollar, man, we'll travel the country a few times. That's right. For free. So let's get that straight. So we got to support those who build the institutions. I mean, you know, we volunteers, man. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's the truth. We volunteer. And so at the end of the day, man, we get our little hustle on with shirts and logos and shoes. 
But man, at the end of the day, man, we we putting out more than we putting in. We talking about we need computers mm-hmm. to get the message out better. It's 2016, so you know we expect we. I mean, I know I expect right for people to step up. If you go to McDonald's, you know what I'm saying. That's definitely racism, white supremacy. You know, you can afford a dollar a month. That ain't a lot. Kill you. So we get thirteen thousand dollars every month. We'll have a building. The, the a year be a hell of a year now, wouldn't it? Every month having thirteen thousand to spend on what we need to do. Definitely. Yeah, a dollar. Go go figure that. So I mean, you know, like man, that's why during the Great Depression, they had that game called policy. And while other communities was done, the black community was thriving off of pennies and nickels and quarters. A lot of you not. You got to check out Policy Sam, Policy Makers. I got that book here. As a matter of fact, it's a daggone good book. Matter of fact, you just mentioned that. That that was actually in a in a TV series about Al Capone uh, that was recently uh, aired. They had the Policy Maker. They had the, they had the whole policy where, where people were... Um, it, it, was, it was the movement of money that created wealth. Not, not the money itself, but the movement of it. And yeah. it, it breaks it down. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, anyway, that game that was created by African people, man, that hey, then they call it the numbers game. Man, look, look what it's doing now for the world. Look what it's doing for the United States. Now, now, since the mob wrestled it from the Africans, right? Y'all might have seen the movie Hulum. And then the government, the mob was really strong on the government, and the government take it and man, legalize it. Now we got the Chicago State Lottery, Georgia State Lottery. But this was the African game that had the community flourishing during the time of the Great Depression. Yep, that's that's true. So, so, but but it was pennies, and nickels and quarters. So I'm just saying, man, it don't take much to support back. You know, I like to say, uh, support who supports you. You know what I'm saying? And, and we share the load. You know, that's why we got the Umrah squad and the families. Cheshire Metanetcha, uh, MBK, uh, Voices of Fire. You know what I'm saying? Magi. Mocha University. So, you know what I mean? Family. I see it. Uh, man, come on, man. Uh, Netta Nav's organization. Parnetta Research. Parnetta Research, man. Man, I appreciate the Parnetta Research team. You know what I'm saying? He be in the daggone hood. You got to respect that. You got to respect that. Bringing the wisdom and bringing the knowledge. You can't get away from that. And so, you know, the Masi. You know, young brothers dedicated to bringing information. So, man, we're going to, hey, you know, it's just support us because we're going to support you. And if you don't, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, you know, I volunteer my services. It just is what it is. But that's what it is, though. Let me just quickly, uh, because I don't want to leave people hanging. You know, I, I want to say, you know, thanks for hanging out because, you know, a lot of, I know people get tired of hearing my voice because I'm MC Iron Lung. And when we have our Friday uh, hangouts and the Wednesday, Divine Words Wednesday, Freestyle Friday, I usually run point and I'm, I could talk. Everybody know I could talk. So, uh, you know, I'll let you do in the talk, talking tonight. But I want to open up if real quick, though, if anybody on the panel. Iron Lungs. <laughs> Yeah, Iron Lungs. That's what that's what people call me, boy. MC Iron Lungs. Boy, I could I could talk, boy. I got lungs lungs of iron and steel. But um, yeah, uh, brother June or uh, Sonette 
Uh, Tonica, if you have any comments, questions, or whatever, in the meantime, I'm just going to scan the uh, chat just to see if anybody had something to say real quick to close us out uh, or before we close out real quick. Um, you know, I know, I know, see, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are going to have a, a, a still going to wrestle with the, with the uh, black, the idea of black atheists. And that's, that's, that's to be understood because, you know, it takes a lot to really understand um, what's involved with understanding these terms. And, I'm, and, and, you know, it's really not hard. It's just people got to put in the time because if you understand semantics, how words become, how words mean what they mean and why they mean what they mean. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you, you got uh, Melchex, definitely. Um, I think not forget the Melchex, man. Dr. Oyamayat, man. Let's not forget that. Um, in fact, waiting on a second version. And I hope I sell out this weekend with these. Hope yeah. I do. You know, it's just so it's just so much work being done, man. Um, we ain't sitting around idle, man. You know, we not. And, you know, we got the goddamn haters, man. And we've been attacked lately. And, you know, people use me as a, as a springboard to attack the squad. You know what I'm saying? They, they hate me. Uh, and that's okay. Because, hell, if you ain't got no damn haters, we ain't, we ain't trying hard enough. <laughs> All right, let, me ask these, let me ask these couple of questions. Um, Brother Strife777 is asking, well, I'm going to answer this one. Because he says, what, what is Baba Unk's argument at the debate and who is rebutting it? Uh, Brother Strife. <laughs> Um, you got to remember, let me just make this clear. You know, whenever you have, first of all, and we all agree on this, this event is not a debate. All right. So we don't want to mischaracterize it. Even though it's being called a debate, it's a misnomer. Just like they call a, a place where you park your car, a driveway, and a place where you drive your car, they call it a parkway. Those are those are misnomers. This is not really a debate. Uh, Sarah Sudan said in Young Pharaoh, they're not qualified to really debate this subject matter. So basically, we are addressing the ignorance and the confusion, and we're gonna use this as a te teaching opportunity. So the burden of proof is on those guys, uh, Sarasun Seti and Young Pharaoh. They are making the claim that the Seshmedu Nature, the writing system of ancient Egypt, has not been deciphered. The burden of proof is on them to prove it. So we, you know, it's not for us to to give an argument or or you know say so. Uh, now you just gotta wait to see what what they got. They say they have to prove that. Uh, so let me just go on to the next question. Ho hopefully that was cool with you, um, Brother Strife. You have um, Black African Power Network is asking, um, Unc, uh, what if the real Black show will, will make a comeback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting together right now. Right. You know, getting together right now. But we just, we basically focusing on, um, yeah, and then, then we got, where we going at in uh, November, Ujjal? We going to uh, Charleston, correct? Charleston, uh, South Carolina, yep. Yep, going to Charleston. And then in February, we got something. We probably had something in January. You know, just real crystal clear. Um, man, real black 80 show ain't went nowhere. I mean, I've just been focusing on the Emerald Squad for a minute, making sure that was tight. And now, you know, everything is, uh, uh, you know, tight, tight. Then we, you know, then I'm going to do that show. You know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, me and Jao starting a class. Right. We need to get on that class with Jao. Got the spot, right? Uh, then we're gonna charge five dollars. It ain't fair to make us pay that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, right. that's me. don't do me like that. You know what I'm saying? Don't do me like that. Yeah, and that's what we need. We we need a place to gather because you know, studying in groups, group, group uh study. This is something that uh Dakar Kilimanjaro 
and uh, Comedic University Press uh, have in their books, study teams. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you start uh, classes or, or study groups, you'll you'll be surprised at how it grows and what can come out of that. Because once people start to do things on a routine basis, on a consistent basis, and it's positive and it's revolving around thinking, because remember, all actions are preceded by thoughts. So if your thoughts are corrupted, your actions are going to be corrupted. So if you have proper thinking, proper methodology used for that thinking, you'll produce some good works. So so for us to start these classes will we'll definitely uh, be a game changer. So I'm looking forward to that. 2017, we're going to set it up. Where we're going to have um, uh, you know consistent uh, classes or study groups where people come and we hit on the subjects and we, we walk people through a structured um, curriculum. You know, so, you know, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I'm just trying to see if there's any uh, last questions. Hey, they, hey, Jal, let me know they ain't going to the group. They don't get you to go fund me. Okay, yeah, the Amara Squad uh, Facebook group. Go yeah. to the Amara Squad. Matter of fact, let me just put the link in, in here. Uh, they won't let you put the link in there, I don't think. Yeah, I, I, I'll be able to do it as a, as a host. I'll be able to do it. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Okay. So uh, let me go ahead and put that in there right now. Matter of fact, what's the well? Let me put the Amara Squad link first. You want me to send it to you? Yeah, send me the GoFund link. GoFund. Um, right. This is the Amara Squad link itself. So you know anybody who's not a uh, not a member of the group, the Facebook group, Amara Squad, join the group. There's over thirteen thousand members in there. Uh, now, of course, not all thirteen thousand people are actively uh, posting, but you, but you'll be surprised. You, you'll post something at four o'clock and you turn your head and come back. Your, your post has been pushed down to the bottom because people are, um, you know, posting things and it's, you know, it's a lot of good information. Um, a lot of, um, well, you got a mixture of, of it all. So, you know, we try yeah, clean it up. Don't be surprised. If you wake up and you kicked out the group. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. I don't even play no more with all that. You start all that membership, you get kicked out the group for membership. As a matter of fact, in the other group, there's a no tolerance for that. Like, like the, uh, the um. <laughs> matter of fact, hold up real quick. I'm, I'm going to put the links inside the description too. So those who are watching the archives, because you won't see it on the chat, I'm going to put it in the description. And that's for the, <clears throat> for the GoFundMe, as well as the Amara Squad group. Um link to join the uh, Facebook group. And, you know, if you have any more questions for the brother, Unc, and, you know, like th this was impromptu. Matter of fact, you know, I, I just, uh, Unc just called me tonight while we were on our Freestyle Friday. And, you know, I said, hey, you know, just might as well hang out. And uh, let me just ask you a couple of questions so that we could, um, you know, add clarity to some of the issues. Now, I know it's not going to be a cure-all because people are going to listen to it and still, you know, still, um, have you know be confused but it, it helps a lot especially with, with the uh atheism thing that you uh presented so that was good but um yeah i want to but anybody on the panel real quick before i close it out uh sonatonica brother june son june um yes um, um i don't have any question per se but i'd like to just say um dua to to uh brother Anka for for the information uh, i mean that was really great um obviously i've listened to uh, i've listened to him um, a couple of times and it's a shame that um these um these kind of issues have to be addressed um over and over again but i guess because um 
you know, we are in so deep that I guess some people take some time um, to actually just understand this simple facts. But it was a great breakdown. I mean, um, if you don't understand what the atheism is all about, it's, it's kind of hard. But we understand that everybody's so pulled away from the African paradigm that it's not it's not something that people are just going to get it in the beginning. But that was a, um, a, a great breakdown. And um, obviously also regarding um, the institutions, that's a, that's, that's a beautiful idea. I guess the problem that I see um, right now, and it, it has been addressed, obviously, and that was great, is um, the fact that um, there wasn't real scholarship and um, before. And um, I guess um, there are people who are not really welcoming that because um, people have been actually getting by uh, with all that pseudoship and uh, you know you cannot build um, we cannot build a, a strong foundation with that and obviously um, you know this is what we have to do now this uh, is time to you know the methodology has to be straight we at Seshu Mani Medinetra we always say you know tep hesab correct method that is the uh, way of the Seshu so everything that we do we have to you know it has to be done with the correct method and methodology and um you know the problem again is like okay some people might not understand what um what brother Anki is trying to say with the atheism with um, um um evolution and all of that because some people will not even take the time to read the information that might say oh that's a white man's book and it'd be like i'm not you know i'm not reading that but that's just and then you know in with the same token that might take um the pseudoship that we have from our own people and you know, so it's not about um, the skin color. It's not. Uh, I mean, we 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 have to be um, obedient to the information, to the correctness. So, right. and, and that's what I see that people are not actually really getting into. We have to dissect the information. If it's correct, it is correct. If it's not, whether it's from our people, whether it's from other people, we have to you know that we don't deal with because there's no. We cannot have a foundation built on that. So, and but that is the point that's been addressed over and over again. And people, I, I don't know why people will not even be able to understand that. You know, but it will still have to beat them over the head and, you know, get that information out. We are this issue here. And, um, you know, we have a lot of people also within the Amin Ra squad and um, pushing real scholarship, which is br brilliant. We should be welcomed in our, in our, in our, within our community. And uh, it's good for those who embrace that. And, you know, um, again, you know, these things have to be done within institutions, with groups. You can, you know, like we say, you know, if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you know you go together. And so, you, you know, people work in this, we have a lot of, um, you know, jacks of all trades, master of none. People want to be experts in everything. Like you, like uh, brother Anka's addressed that, it, you know, it's not working. I mean, just the same way your lung and your liver and your kidney are not trying to fight for the same, you know, function, but we have to know that it is, um, those systems are working to build a healthy system, a body system. So this is the way that we need to, to build, um, to build the scholarship in our community. You don't work alone. We have teams and not everybody's going to be, um, excellent at everything or adept at everything and so we have to appreciate and we have to know that we have to work together the problems you're getting from people are those who actually you know you can see a, a system that uh you know they work alone and 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 they do do not like people who work in teams and actually try to correct the information and we also addressed that on our show tonight about um, critique you know and the problem is about people not wanting to be critiqued at all you know and you cannot you cannot move that far you cannot propel your 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 understanding and your brilliance. You cannot be excellent if you're not being, if you're not correcting yourself. Science is self-correcting as well. So you have to be willing to correct yourself where there's errors. So that's the only way you can be excellent at what you do. And again, you know, that's all I'd like to say. But those have been addressed tonight. And I guess, you know, I really appreciate that. But we have to really push that forward. Man, you said a lot. You said that's all I have to say. But God, goodness. <laughs> hey, she was on fire. <laughs> Who is that woman? <laughs> Yeah, that, that, man, that 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 sums it up. Close it out. 
Well, let's close it out on that one, bro. You don't get no more. You don't get no more corrected than that. That's man. Okay. Yeah, that. I mean, so. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's it. So I, again, I just want to say, do I thanks, uh, brother Ung, for hanging out, and hopefully people will um, watch the uh, the archive and uh, check the links. Um, check the go support the GoFundMe. Uh, yes, the the December event is to take place, but please let's describe it properly. It's being misnomer a debate because that's just tradition in the House of Consciousness. Shout out to House of Consciousness and Sonetta. That's just tradition, but it's 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 really not a debate. It's it's a it's a it's a teaching opportunity, and Amara Squad is going to give you that work. Period. Point blank. <laughs> that's it. So I want to say, um, Shemim Hotep, which is the opposite of what I said earlier. Etim Hotep is welcoming. You know, welcoming you with satisfaction. Come. And we want you to be satisfied around us. So we want you to depart with satisfaction. So we say Shem Imhotep.